is I only read it. Bob switched off the radio and exited the car. He was an average-looking guy, tall and thin, weedy-looking, with tan hair and soulful brown eyes that revealed much more of his spirit than he was probably aware. He had on a nice suit, off the rack, but still nice. He looked like a thoughtful and sensitive man, the type who probably listened to a lot of Cat Stevens records. Bob walked on through the parking lot and entered the Globadon building, walking past the sign on the wall that read, Globadon Telecommunications, Quality is Our Slogan, and into the main reception area. It was a hubbub of activity, a cacophony of unseen voices, some speaking in foreign languages, that greeted him as he entered. They were all speaking on telephones behind what appeared to be endless rows of cubicles. Bob stopped at the reception desk to say hello to Lisa DeFranco, the receptionist. She was a beautiful woman with copper-colored hair and fair skin, no more than twenty-five. She was having some sort of difficulty with the copier machine. Good morning, Lisa, Bob said. Morning, Bob, she pounded on the copier. You need a hand with that? No, it's okay, piece of junk. She hit it again for good measure and cursed. Bob thought that it was odd to hear Lisa curse. It didn't sound right coming from her. He reached into his jacket pocket withdrew an envelope and pulled out a greeting card. He handed it to Lisa. She stared at it blankly. Listen, today is Jackie's birthday, Bob said. I got a card. Would you sign it and pass it around? We'll give it to her at lunch. Jackie's not in today. Bob's face clouded. She's not in? Is she sick? No, she didn't say she was sick. She just said she wasn't coming in? No, she said she quit. Quit? But... Adrian Berge, Bob's boss, stuck his head out of his office door. Tomasulo, when you have a minute. Berge didn't wait for a reply. He ducked back inside his office and shut the door. Coming, Mr. Berge. He waved goodbye to Lisa, who had returned to slapping around the copier and then rapped on Berge's door. Come in, Berge said, and Bob entered. Berge immediately got on his intercom and buzzed Lisa. Yes, Mr. Berge, said Lisa. Lisa, bring me a cup of coffee, will you, sweets? Oh, and one of your hot sticky buns? I don't have any hot sticky buns, Mr. Berge. Not from where I stand, baby doll. Berge disconnected the call and chuckled lasciviously. Now sit down, Tomasulo. Bob took a seat. Adrian Berge was short and beady-eyed, your typical middle managerial type, with a cheap asshole suit and an even cheaper asshole haircut. He probably listened to a lot of death metal. So, how are things going, Thomas Sulo? Are you doing all right? Everything okay? Berge laced his fingers together and placed them on his highly polished desk. His chair was purposefully set three inches higher than any other chair in his office. A cheap stunt from a cheap man, as that gave him a feeling of power. Yes, yes, everything's fine, Mr. Berge, Bob replied. Aside from the fact that Jackie quit. Berge wrinkled his brow. Who? Jackie. Jackie Harris, in accounting? Berge took a moment to place the face. Oh, right, the fat chick, the one with the glasses. Well, I believe that she had a bit of a thyroid problem, but I... Speaking of, perfect segue, how long have you been here, Thomas Sulo? Not counting today? Six years. It was six years last month, actually. That's a very long time. I enjoy my work. You've done an excellent job. Here. Berge reached into his desk drawer, withdrew an envelope, and flipped it to Bob. Bob was flustered. Well, sir, 
I'm flattered, but you didn't have to give me a bonus or anything. Bergi rose from his chair, walked over to the window, and peered out. Oh, you know me, Thomas Sulo. I like to think of everyone here at Globadon as one big family. One big happy family, yes, sir. No, just a family. Yes, sir. But, like in a family, the time invariably comes when the little ones must be kicked out of the nest. Test their wings, see if they can fly. You know what I mean? Not really, no, sir. Bergy pivoted to face Bob. Going to make me spell it out for you? Okay. You've been compromised, Tomasulo. Pardon? No, no, that's not the right word. Marginalized, that's it. Bob was confused. He fingered the envelope absently. What? No, damn it. Downsized, that's the damn word. Bergy pointed at Bob's envelope. That's your final check. Bob's jaw dropped and he began to work it up and down looking like a landed trout. You mean that?